You're listening to Coca Radio Converse Internet Radio for the students by the students. Welcome to Trial and Error, Our Experiences. This is our second podcast, and these are your hosts, Caitlin Jarvis, Danny Barquez, and Bray Duncan. Welcome back to our podcast. If you guys haven't checked out our first podcast, uh, What Are You Doing With Your Lives? Please go listen to it. It's about shaving and our, you could say, trial and error with it and our experiences. All right, so this week's podcast is going to be about body modifications. So we're going to be talking about piercings and tattoos and changing hair, your hair color, and stuff like that. Maybe some extreme body modifications. All right, so I think uh, we should automatically start off and talk about what do we have Mm -hmm. and body modification-wise, just so everyone gets a feel of what we have, you know, what our feel is. Okay, so yeah, I have currently three tattoos. I have a new edition of a nose ring, and I have two earlobe piercings. Alright, I have two tattoos, a septum piercing, and I have my ears pierced, but I don't really, I don't really wear earrings, so yes, but I have it. Um, I have three piercings in each ear, and I used to have two nose rings on the same side of the nose, but I took them out last year, and I just recently got a tattoo, a very small one. Mm-hmm. And I, and uh, Danny and I, I know you dye your hair sometimes, and then I don't know if everyone qualifies that as body modification, but in this podcast, we are. I think when you dye your hair purple on the regular, that's an extreme body modification, yes. I also dye my hair a lot, not as much as I used to, but I'm a big hair dyer. Mm-hmm. Um, so Easiest way to change how you look. Yes. Right? All three of us have some sort of body modification, so I guess you could say we're pretty positive about it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I love changing who you are. I love it. But also adding to who you are. So uh, when did everyone get their, get their body mod? Like, how old were you? I definitely got my first nose piercing at, like, 15. And I got the second one maybe when I was, like, 17. And my ear piercings that I had as a child because my mom just thought babies' ear piercings were cool. Mm-hmm. And um, I just got, like I said, I got my tattoo about two weeks ago. So it's pretty fresh. So for me, I, ooh, I started dyeing my hair back probably eighth grade. I have had the first holes in my ears pierced three times. Because I was a baby and um, kept getting infected, and I used to cry about them. (laughs) I got my first tattoo fall semester of my freshman year, and then I got my second tattoo uh, January of my freshman year, and I just recently got my third tattoo about a month or so ago, and I got my nose piercing about a week ago now. It's all pretty, like, college life. Yeah. Yeah, most I think most of mine were definitely high school, except for my tattoo. It was mm-hmm. more of me trying to figure out myself in high school. Yeah. I just think they look cool. Yeah. So I got, when I was 15, I got my nose pierced, but not my septum. I had, like, just the regular the nose nostril. piercing. The nostril. The nostril, thank you. I had my nostril pierced, and I had to take that out because of, like, athletics and stuff, so I don't really wear that. I don't, it's closed. I can't wear it. Um... I got my first tattoo last year, so I was in college, 
and paid for it myself. And then I got my septum pierced this year. And I got another tattoo like two weeks ago. So yeah, most of it pretty in college because that's when I could afford it mm-hmm. and pay for it myself. Do we have any like crazy piercing stories or tattoo stories? Like, how was the experience? Experience. <laughs> I was on my pier when I got both my nose rings done, and according to the lady who did them, the same lady, she was like, "Are you on your pier?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, mm, "I can tell. That's why you're bleeding a lot." And it was honestly like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> first this lady is seeing my nose all up and close, then she's knowing I'm on my period. Yeah. And then very it, intimate. Yeah, it was very, yeah, so intimate. <laughs> I, I teared up, of course, because that's what you do. She's like, oh, don't worry, everyone tears up when mm-hmm. you get it done. And yeah. It's like, still, like, insecure, but I'm like, stop. Nothing crazy. I did know a girl who pierced her own nipples in the ninth grade. Ooh, scandalous. What? She pierced her own, I, I don't know if she did both of them, but she definitely pierced at least one by herself mm-hmm. when she was in ninth grade. She was a year younger than me. Oh. I would okay. go for her. I think she still has them. Wow. They went really well. <laughs> I thought you were saying, I think she's still alive, yes. <laughs> no, she's definitely still, she's still alive. <laughs> she's also the type of girl who you look at her and you go, she probably has a couple stick and pokes. Ooh. Oh, those are stick and pokes. very popular where I'm from. <gasps> so for me, I don't really have any wild piercing or tattoo stories. I got my nose pierced like I said about a week ago with someone I just recently became friends with so that was interesting to kind of drag her to a piercing shop with me and we only know each other for barely a month um it was fine the only wild tattoo story I have is when I scheduled my first tattoo appointment my I didn't realize it was parents weekend and so I had to reschedule it because my parents were going to be in town they had no idea I was getting tattoo. And then we went to Cracker Barrel for breakfast, as, you know, northerners do in the south. You go to Cracker Barrel. The guy who did two of my tattoos was sitting at the table across from us and smiled and waved at me. And imagined my parents looking at me strangely with a big biker-looking man with tattoos, piercings, very long hair and a beard, Mm -hmm. wearing all leather, was waving at their child (laughs) in Cracker Barrel. Their freshman child who lives 10 hours hours away. I don't know what I would have done. But like, uh, he's professor. (laughs) Yeah, it worked out. I ended up... Professor. Yeah. I told my mom, like, oh yeah, mom, by the way, I'm getting a tattoo. The guy at Cracker Barrel is the one doing it. He's really cool. If my parents weren't cool about it and they didn't know about it, I'd be like, no, that's that's a professor. (laughs) Yeah, it's my psychology professor, mom. It's okay. So speaking of parents, mm-hmm. how how does everyone's parents feel about body mods? I guess like the more tame body mods, not anything crazy, but like yeah. like your nose ring or Ooh. your tattoos. How does everyone So my mom's like really only rule and stuff is that we have to be old enough, of course. And like we have to pay for it ourselves. So she doesn't really care what we do, but as long as she's not paying for it. Mm-hmm. So when I got my first nose piercing like I had to pay for it myself and she was just like yeah you know go and sign whatever paper I have to do like I have to sign and that's really her only stipulation she's not too strict about it um so my mom before she passed she didn't care she had tattoos herself and she obviously went with me when I was underage but Mm -hmm. um so she definitely always went with me she didn't really care and my dad like as long as I think about what I'm getting and what I'm doing he doesn't really care because it's Mm -hmm. my body which I think is a good kind of like if you're old enough and you're doing it yourself, I think you should really not just doing like, it yourself. <laughs> yeah, not doing it yourself. But if you're paying for it yourself and yeah. you're old enough 
and you're not doing anything too rash. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's really not up to the parents because it's not their body. My parents are complete opposites. They do not like tattoos or piercings at all. They both work in the healthcare industry and just think that tattoos and piercings of really any kind, even earlobes for my father, are kind of tacky. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, but my siblings, all my siblings have some sort of body modification. My sister has a bunch of piercings in her ear. My brother is covered in tattoos on his arms and part of his back. My parents weren't thrilled with my brother's tattoos. And my dad always made jokes about my sister's ears getting, like, cable signal because she has so much metal in them. And so definitely that made me very scared to then go get a tattoo or a piercing, like, how much I wanted to. But obviously, now three tattoos later and a nose piercing, I still did it. And I am terrified. (laughs) My mom is not a fan of, I know of one of my tattoos. She thinks it's too big and thought it'd be smaller. But she likes my other two a lot. She likes my nose piercing. My father, on the other hand, (laughs) I ended up hiding two of my tattoos for a good amount of time from him. Definitely, I got my first one about October. And then I was home in February. I had the second one by then. And so I hid it from October to February, which is convenient when you live 10 hours from home. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me, looked at my ankles, looked back at me and (laughs) said, you're an idiot. (laughs) And then walked into the bathroom. And that describes my dad's relationship with me perfectly. <laughs> so, I know because I'm I'm an education major, I'm going into the field of education. Mm-hmm. It is getting easier to get jobs with facial piercings and tattoos. Not not anything extreme, but I know like a nose stud here there and tattoos are it's a lot easier to do it, mm-hmm. but part of me is still so reluctant whenever I think about getting anything done. I'm like, am I going to be able to have this? When I go mm-hmm. go into education, but other than that, I haven't really had much prejudice. You know, um, I never had anyone like on the streets say I looked weird because I had nose rings, and most people thought mm-hmm. they were cool. So currently, for my career path, I am going to become an art therapist, and I have many more years of school left, and to even go to my own doctorate level. Think of face stigma because I do have a nose piercing tattoos but I also feel like the industry I'm almost going into will be more accepting of them because it is such an artistic field and I think that for me holding that doctorate level in my hand and having like a strong education background you know won't matter if I had purple hair in my college days or if I have a stud in my nose or that I have tattoos on my body that I can easily hide I would hate to think in you know 10 years when I'm having my own practice as a doctor that I would face like my own prejudice and stigma against it and I really hope that times start changing to accept it more because I feel like our generation accepts it so well yeah no definitely like you can even tell like um a long time ago it was only like military people who would get tattoos after Mm -hmm. they came back from war and that was like the only people who had tattoos Mm -hmm. And now you can see just, like, you know, like a lot of people have them. Mm-hmm. So why do we think it's controversial, body modification? God, that's such a... That's a heavy question. <laughs> why don't you take some load off of it for me, huh? I think... I don't know. I think there's just so many people have this viewpoint that, like, we're made the way we're supposed to be made. And then, like, mm-hmm. if God intended us to have a hole there, they'd put a hole there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
which is dumb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's your belief, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I really, I'm sorry. Not to, like, bash you on your beliefs, yeah. but, like, so, like, you know, mm-hmm. I think the whole point is, like, that's what the biggest controversial is about. Like, people think that's, yeah. I think there's such a, a long time ago, like, an 80s and 90s, so many people who had facial piercings were, like, those punks, you know? Yeah. Those yeah. delinquents, the troublemakers. Yeah. And it's know? really hard for those people to get out of those viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And now that we're moving away from that and now moving towards piercings and tattoos being as an expression of who we are, mm-hmm. it's hard for mm-hmm. them to see it that way, but mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to see that. Mm-hmm. I kind of piggybacking what, the, what I meant to say was piggybacking off what Caitlin said okay. only have heard of stigma against body modifications from older generations I think that it definitely plays influence in how you were raised about them and I think the general consensus would be that no these are not professional don't do it it's you know you're never going to get a job you're never going to do anything. Understand. Like, yeah. how does a, a hole here take away from five Science. years of me learning mm-hmm. what I'm paid to do? Yeah, I. I don't get. I, it. I, I never was able. Because we're millennials, you know. We're the millennials. We want what we want. <laughs> Apparently, it is the more hardcore, extreme body modifications that really put the stigma upon. Like, yes, really put it. And not saying that you can't get the hardcore extreme one. It's just. When people see that, they think that that is the whole culture of body modification, and it's Mm -hmm. really not. But now that we're on to extreme body modification, um, I took the time to look up some some extreme ones and stuff that I didn't even think about other than Mm -hmm. just, like, piercing and tattooing, like, um, implants, like, uh, Mm -hmm. breast implants, silicone implants, lip injections. You know, like liposuction. Yeah, and it's also body modification. I don't even think of that when I think of body modification, yeah. even though it's the literal definition of yeah. body, you're, modi- <laughs> you're modifying your body. Yeah. But something about it, it just feels so different mm-hmm. than like a tattoo or a piercing. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're if you're getting implants or like liposuction or anything like that, if you want to and you can afford it, I, I don't say anything wrong with mm-hmm, it. For sure. As long as you're doing it, like, in a safe way mm-hmm. with, a like, a reputable doctor, mm-hmm. there shouldn't be any problem with it. Because, like, at, what I was saying earlier, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's your body, it's your life. You can do what you want mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, affecting your health. I think always what you kind of think about is will it harm yourself or will it harm others when making any decision? I find it very interesting how these, like, plastic surgery procedures are kind of in the same category as piercings and tattoos. I find them very different. I think that, you know, with plastic surgery, say, getting a breast implant, getting, you know, rhinoplasty, getting lip fillers, that is essentially you modifying your body to something else. And I don't quite see the relation of that to me having, you know, a tattoo on my, you know, arm. Or getting a cute little diamond stud in my nose who looks cute. Where I'm looking it up, there is even more categories of, like, people who wear corsets. Mm-hmm. You know, people who wear really? corsets. Cosima, you were modifying your body mm-hmm. over just a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people who, yeah, corsets. Um, there's the old practice of foot binding. There is a bunch of different things, and... 
the website one even includes anal stretching, if that's your Ooh, fancy. No. Labia elongation. I guess. Stretching out your labias. I'm um, not interested, but I have heard of it. Yeah, and then even, like, not as what you would think about braces. Braces are technically body modification yeah. under these lists because you're modifying bones in mm-hmm. your body. But it just, where do we draw the line of braces are normal and acceptable and then... You know, elongating your labias. Mm-hmm. All right, I do see the line. <laughs> <laughs> now you're waiting. It. I think I see the line now. But you know, well, maybe you had to look at body modifications as you know a continuum, a spectrum from labia stretching, elongating your labia, or. And then there are the super crazy ones like tongue splitting. Mm-hmm. So literally like making your tongue into two tongues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do both of those function? Like do both sides? I Can you, like move it <laughs> i would think so i would hope so you're doing that to yourself i think yeah. if you can i think if you cut it in a certain place i think the God. nerves don't get yeah. as damaged so you i'm very tempted to do it now just right just out. like see i just want the like the sensation of it like moving mm-hmm. two, two tongues so scarification i it's like when you purposely get stuff burned and cut so it will scar over in like a pattern or a design yes it's terrifies the shit out of me i no i don't go no 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 i was just saying i didn't hear about this before you mentioned to me about yeah. a week ago and, and i dining hall. Yeah, yeah i had no idea what this it's was terrifying and it scares me but i also might be able to see why people might like it no i can't what do you think I don't, I don't know. Do you think you, you could do it? No, I personally I couldn't do it. But Mm-mm. I mean, if you can and you want to, go ahead. So here's the thing, I agree with that sentiment. But on Instagram, I saw a video of a guy ready, a girl laying down, her thigh exposed, huge piece she was getting done by scarification, and he just has this huge like needle looking thing, Ooh. and he's like he's like. Ready? No. Uh-huh. And he's like hammering no. it into her no. skin no, to scar it. No. That is crazy to me. How do you even learn to do that? Do you go to scarification school? Is you is there an apprenticeship? <laughs> I want to know the facts of it. Uh, I must now do a thesis on it. Speaking of things that kind of made me go, ooh, um corset piercings? Stop. Not, oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, like I was saying, if you have one of those and you're listening right now, I, you know what, you're free to have whatever you want. I just, I don't... I don't understand the purpose of them. I guess, but we're thinking about it. Some people think that about our yeah, nose piercings and our tattoos. Yeah. But I think this corset piercing, I think just look more painful to me. Because, yes. like, if you get them all down your back, you know, while they're healing, you can't sleep on your back, you know? Mm-hmm. And it always gets stuck on your clothes. But... I mean, I definitely see how hypocritical we might sound. Yeah. I think for me, I could nurse myself getting these extreme body modifications. But if anyone has them and wants to talk to me about them, I want to hear your stories. Because I'm just so intrigued by these things. Like, why why did you want to stretch your labia? Like, why did you want to, you know, get a corset piercing? And I think it plays into a huge other factor of, is it like a cultural? How do you feel about... I don't gauge stretched ears gauges. Go ahead. I think I was just definitely raised that like that was like the one thing I know if I ever got done my parents would disown me of and then kick me out. Uh, gauges. Oh, my mom and I quote this is what my mother said to me. Julia Barkwa said, "If I can fit my whole hand through your earlobe, <laughs> that's a problem." 
Um, there is one thing I, I found on the body modification Wikipedia is ear shaping, which Ooh. is like literally sculpting your ear to to a point to look like elf ears. If I were to get one quote unquote extreme body modification, I think I would get that. Me too. I think that sounds really rad to have elf ears. Well, all right. So I think that's it for <coughs> trial and error, our experiences with body modifications. Um, is there any last words? If you like this podcast, yeah, so find us through uh, Coco Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, through, at Commerce College Radio. Whatever you want to find us on, find us there. We'll be there. Show your support for trial and error, our experiences. This has been Caitlin, Danny, and Bria. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to Coco Radio. If you like what you hear, follow us on SoundCloud or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat for daily updates.